welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. Forever. This is the podcast where we talk about all of the things that we love, like really love, like poetry and castles and princes, but then all the things that we think are really stupid, like people becoming part of a monarchy generations away. Um... (laughs) Anyway, we're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Netflix, Lifetime, Hallmark, and various other streaming places. Yes. So today we're going to talk about a movie that uh, we picked because uh, it's an important day that this drops. Uh, Yeah! So, happy birthday, Jess! Happy birthday, Jess! You are a podcast birthday star! Yeah! So Jess is our friend, and she's a big supporter of our podcast, so uh, she gets a shout-out, and we're doing this movie because at some point in over the summer, she texted me or something, I can't find it, something about how there are not that many royal movies in Hallmark made-for-TV land, um, so obviously, I'm sorry, to call you out on this, Jess, but like, you're <laughs> you're very wrong. Uh, <laughs> Why would she have made that statement? I don't remember. I I genuinely, I, I I don't remember. I can't find the text. It's fine. Um, but we thought we should do a, a royal movie, uh, in your honor, so that we talked about royalty, and a lot of them are Christmas. So we can't do a Christmas one yet. That's. <laughs> That's for next it's month. It's far too soon. <laughs> Coming soon. Um, so we're doing this one, which uh, it aired initially February 24th of 2018. Um, but I think that was before that had like a theme. I think, you know, like it was past Valentine's Day and was just sort of like, I don't know, we'll put a movie here. <laughs> One of the random ones yeah. that have no season. Yes, a man has is, no season. This was a new a no season movie, uh, I think, and it is called Royal Hearts, and this is the hallmark description. Kelly, a hopeless romantic in Montana, eager to finish her dissertation, and her father Hank, a rancher, receive news that he has inherited an estate from a faraway land. When they travel there, they discover that Hank has not only inherited the estate, but the title that goes along with it. King. (laughs) (laughs) That's the actual description? That is the actual description. (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing. And it stars James Brolin, Mr. Barbara Streisand himself, Cindy Busby, and Andrew Cooper. I kind of want to call him Papa Thanos sometimes. <laughs> he is Papa Thanos. He is Papa Thanos. Um, so let's just dive into our royal hearts, shall we? Yes, let's do so it. So this is what the movie is about, per another Hannah Weitzman Pulitzer Prize winning synopsis. <laughs> I bet you didn't even read it yet, have you? <laughs> it's brilliant. It's fantastic. <laughs> So, unlucky in love English professor, Kelly, played by Cindy Busby, is a rancher's daughter. 
no matter how hard she fights it. But maybe that's not such a bad thing since her father, Hank, played by Papa Thanos James Brolin, um, Papa Thanos Streisand. Um, <laughs> that, James there we Brolin. go. There we go. <laughs> yes. Um, Hank has just inherited a small European principality and become a king. Now Princess Kelly and King Hank, pending coronation of course, head off to southeastern Europe to see their castle and meet their subjects. Upon arriving, they encounter the local castle animal guy. It's <laughs> unclear if he has a better title as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, Alex, played by Andrew Cooper. He failed to get his sheep off the road in a timely manner, so Kelly obviously doesn't like him. He, he wasn't good at moving sheep. He, he's not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> they soon learn that unless Hank is coronated as king, the country will be absorbed into their neighbor, which doesn't thrill the locals one bit. So Kelly decides that the best thing to do is have a sit-down with the neighboring king and invites him to their country, Morania. So Hank is being asked to do ceremonial kingly things, but he is just not a kingly person. He likes beer and fishing and working on his ranch, like that Bo Burnham pandering song about country music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just likes to do all of those things. Um, he also prefers dogs to people, but not no there. Um, but after meeting ministers and parliamentary people all day, he stops in for a pint at a local bar and meets Joan, an American transplant who owns the joint. Joan is just his type of down-to-earth lady, and they immediately hit it off. Meanwhile, at the castle, Kelly has run into Alex again. First in the barn where she goes to meet the pregnant horse, who she can't help but be interested in. Because, you know, you can take the girl off the ranch, but you can't take the rancher out of the girl and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, And then they meet in the castle library. Because bitches love libraries. Bitches love libraries. (laughs) Uh, Because we must establish that Alex is the kind of guy an English professor would be real into. A.K.A. A reader. (laughs) So he's a reader and an animal person. Hmm. He is the perfect man. (laughs) (laughs) For this very specific type of girl. (laughs) Um, So Hank realizes that the land owned by the castle would be really great cattle land, and the country could make really great revenue that way. So he initiates making that happen, and everyone is pretty on board with the idea, though Kelly does keep trying to get him to not actually be a ranch hand. Can't be done, Kelly. Um, But that's the day that King Nicholas arrives, and looking around Kelly's age, much to Alex's chagrin. There's, they're like, ooh, you're around my, you're cute and a king and around my age. Yeah. Possibly so, you're for me. Right. Princess, king, they go together. Uh, Quite. So Nicholas is a shady dude, but Kelly can't see that being blinded by his manners. Basically, it's like, oh, somebody taught you how to use a fork properly. You are obviously perfect. True. <laughs> um, a knife and fork <laughs> properly. Yes. He's a king. She's a princess. Of course, they basically start dating, even though they don't really ever go on a date, but whatever. They take carriage rides. Yeah, that's what they do. Alex, on the other hand, is very hostile to Nicholas, and Nicholas is just as hostile back since Alex is not royalty. So obviously, 
he's like a pebble in his shoe. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. <laughs> Go catch a chicken. <laughs> uh, during a small festival, Alex tries to teach Kelly archery, but Nicholas comes in to show off. And as, as Nicholas escorts Kelly away, Alex casually Robin Hood's the arrow, splitting it in two. So Alex secretly, or, you know, not so secretly, better than Nicholas at everything. <laughs> at everything in every possible way, dicks are on the table. <laughs> it is a full-on measuring contest. <laughs> Boa Um Behind the scenes, Alex and Hank are getting real friendly. Uh, Hank is clearly Team Alex, and when he wants to connect more with Kelly, Alex suggests that Hank read her favorite book, which is Pride and Prejudice. Pausing. Pride and Prejudice is one of my absolute favorite books, but it's probably the most basic bitch book that you could possibly be like someone's favorite book in this context. Like, you know uh, what I mean? I agree, but I have something to talk about. Okay, we have lots to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Unpaused. And Hank asks Alex to dig into Nicholas a little bit because he also doesn't trust him. So Alex is all too happy to find dirt on his romantic rival, faux show. So they hold a ball at the end of the festival. Kelly's maidservant, Cece, has gotten her some dresses and mentions that Alex is really into Kelly. But Kelly is like, nah, he's he's not. We're just sort of like friends. You know. Like you do. Like you do. And she claims only Nicholas is a suitor. At the ball, Nicholas asks Kelly to marry him. And Kelly clearly it's like, uh-oh, how, how do I say no but like let you down gently? She agrees to think about it. Which is, like, the nicest possible no you could get. And he takes that as a, we'll get there, and announces to the room that she's agreed to think about marrying him. <laughs> Which now is, yeah, it's just, like, abs- the absolute worst. It's like, you t- you took the, the non-in-public engagement and made it public, and it's, oh, it's just terrible. So... Yikes. Dis- Just yikes. Despicable behavior. Yes. Despicable. <laughs> but the following day, Nicholas starts to show his true colors. He doesn't like the idea of Kelly being her own person, following her own career path, following her dreams. He wants her to be the pretty little arm candy queen. So screw his feelings. No, Kelly will not be marrying him. Thank you very much. And angry, he decides to leave. He's pretty confident of getting control of the kingdom anyway, since Hank clearly doesn't want to be king. But Alex's sleuthing has paid off. He's learned that Nicholas's kingdom is broke, and they need access to the natural resources in some of Morania. Well, Hank's got a plan. He offers Nicholas leasing rights in exchange for legally renouncing the claims on Morania. Basically, Nicholas has to, like, sign and notarize that his country will never, ever, ever take over Morania. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then he offers Parliament the option of dissolving the monarchy and becoming a democracy in name as well as practice. You know, unlike the UK. (laughs) And since he's got Alex, who is, shocker, the Prime Minister's son, in his corner... They all go for it. 
Um, so the pregnant horse has her foal, which Alex, who is also training to be a vet, delivers with help from Kelly and Hank. And Kelly and Alex finally admit that they have feelings for each other. So at the cookout, celebrating, well, everything, this is a celebratory cookout, they kiss. And since one kiss means forever, we don't need the voiceover at the end at all telling us that they get married, but we get it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And about that voiceover... It says it's a royal cowboy wedding, but at this particular moment, it's democracy, so what's royal about it? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Oh, okay, since we're, we're doing it, can we talk about this voiceover that just comes in at the end? What? What? Why? I, I hate it when movies just randomly have either a voiceover at the beginning and none ever at anywhere in the, the rest of the movie. We've talked about it yeah. before on this podcast. But then, like, yeah, this comes out of nowhere, this this fourth wall thing. And Royal Cowboy Wedding, I would love to see that movie, really, but that wasn't what was happening here. No, we, we didn't see it. We didn't – we just got this voiceover, which was like, I didn't need that. I would have just assumed it anyway. Why? Right. Why? Right. I hate it. I like I absolutely hated that. I was like make it stop. <laughs> I don't I don't care like where in the world you each ended up. Like I I knew that Joan and Hank were going to be together wherever they ended up and I knew that Alex and Kelly were going to be together wherever and they ended up. I didn't need to be told like Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. <sighs> Yes. Okay. So there's a lot. There's a of lot. What the fuck moments about this movie? Yes. Um, I I hinted at one of my what the fuck moments. Why don't you um, go ahead? Okay. So so she's 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 a lover of literature, correct? Literature. Like she loves all things literature. They're quoting Byron and Tennyson up the wazoo, but but she mentions not more than once. Well, yes, no, she mentions more than once. That the Regency period of literature is her absolute favorite because everyone had better manners. Yeah. But, okay, so A, as much as I adore Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice and everything, and I do think that, that she's brilliant, the Regency period is often touted by women in these sorts of roles as being like the end all be all of literature. And I feel like I'm here to tell you that that's just not the case, that you can love literature and view more than just regency literature as being great but also if she is actually a lover of austin and she feels like the regency period is because they have such good manners then she's actually not a very good austin scholar because her (laughs) whole point was to be revealing how everyone is backstabbing and terrible (laughs) i completely agree i you know like I, i thought in in terms of the use of pride and prejudice as like a let's get these two people closer together and like have daughter like father things I thought it was really cute I also really just want to call out because I thought it was the most adorable thing is that Hank clearly identifies with Mr. Bennett like that's his character (laughs) that was pretty cute he's like oh yeah this guy I'm like I'm really into that (laughs) that part I'm really into but I completely agree it's like you you've got it wrong or something it's just and I and I'm just kind of sick as like as Jane Austen being used as that like link that makes 
that's just so holy for women. And same with Shakespeare being like the end all be all when it comes to things. I love Shakespeare, but I'm not I feel like we need to stop holding these people so sacred. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm completely with you. Like cool. I both both authors that I love but they're not perfect and Right. And and I think you can be really really intelligent and not like them and that's fine too. Bingo. I think that's where I was leading, and thank you for picking up on those strings and tying them together. Yeah. Like, I always think of how I basically just went with my mom's really good friend because my mom was like, I do not understand why you like this. Like, this is so not my thing. And her friend had sons, and she was like, I just wanted a daughter that I could talk to, like, Jane Austen with. (laughs) And I was like, I will be that daughter for this time. That works. Well, that was my biggest what-the-fuck moment along those lines. Okay. So, I did my uh, token, I guess token? I don't know. Uh, Ridiculous deep dive into something very, very stupid that I was not supposed to (laughs) pick up on. I love it. Um, So, they said a few things. So, I I ended up kind of figuring out where Morania is supposed to be located, which should be between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea. These people should not be speaking English. <laughs> they should well, they be... all had accents, Hannah. Yeah, they were wrong. They should have... This is a Slavic country. That makes sense. <laughs> like, these people should speak Russian or some Slavic language. Like, that is... They sh- and if they speak English, it should be a second language and they should have a Slavic bent. Like, they're not European. They're not British. They're so far away from these places. It was filmed in Romania. They're, they've just got it wrong. <laughs> they're always filmed in Romania. Yeah, no. Like, it, I mean, it's a fake place. Romania is a perfectly fine place to film. Like, it's about, you know give or take, like, the right landscape for where they say this place is. It's just that these people, like, they're, they would speak Russian. Like, right. They just would. But for the sake, I mean, for the sake of this movie being simple, having people speak English with vague accents, I think, is probably acceptable. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> like always it, do, Like any but... other of one of these principalities where people are yeah, suddenly mean... royal. There's all of these things. Yes. Um, But (laughs) well-researched. Well, it was one of those, like, very ridiculous things where they... I don't even remember exactly what they said, but I was like, oh, I can find out where this is supposed to be. (laughs) I love that. Um, I think the other thing we must talk about is the terrible... um, what, What is the word I'm looking for? Uh, the opposite of feminism. Misogynistic? Yes. Thank you. Yes. The, the, the misogyny of this country. Yes. I mean, in that, that in that they're still with the male heirs kind of yeah. thing. Like, not only are they still with the male heirs, like, it's unclear to me. So, first of all, it's unclear to me if there's any other family. Like, I don't know how far removed they were. I, oh, okay, so they were far removed in that it was the his 
three times great-grandfather came over in like 1783 or something to America to set up shop. and So or, like that person couldn't have been royalty either. Well, I mean, or I, like, but who knows? Like he could have been like the seventh son okay, and yeah. like felt like, you know, or maybe there was a revolution at some point and like I, who knows? But I, you bring up like a, you bring up a really good topic of that. I have a hard time thinking about how many cousins I'm probably re- related to in if I were to go back to my three times great grandparents. Right. There's how that... many people I'd be related to. Right. That would be alive. Yeah. No. Just absolutely. It's it's bonkers. How did they get that far? Yeah. They wouldn't have with like if people got married. But then also, if this place is like any other royal place, succession is an obsession. How would they have gotten that far without knowing who who was next in line with the throne? It would have been way before this king died. Like, right. I'm envisioning a Romanov slaughter is what I'm envisioning. <laughs> and this is how the only person is. Like, well, but but if that was the case, they would not have gone to go find some random rancher in Montana and be yeah. like, actually, you're our king. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of love it, but I feel like it needed to have been like his great grandfather like abdicated or something. And but that then, could have been a little bit closer to actually being true. Well, what was interesting about this movie for me was that they would sometimes be like, you know, we know this is going to be your question and we're going to answer it. So, like, at some point they say, like, king is ceremonial and you don't have to do any, like, actual ruling. Like, they go out of their way to tell us that. Yeah. But there's other stuff that they just, like, let go and, like, they're not going to think about that at all. Yeah. it's like, but I, I... don't understand how you became king. I also don't understand why no one has told... Like, so he gets all the way to Morania before he is told that he's the king. I know! And, like, such a... That is such a... Like, a... What? I think that Sidney Busby's character being so, like, untrustworthy and shady about that particular point is so disturbing. <laughs> well, everyone is basically managing other people so like cindy busby is like managing her dad but they have a bad relationship they tell us but they seem to be relatively good except that she doesn't want to be a rancher and that like i guess is like a problem for him yeah um which like get over a guy like come on um But, like, she, she's like, oh, I've got to get my dad to be, not only be king, but be King Lee. But also I'm not going to tell him that he's king until we arrive because I know he would not go for it. It's sort of like, right. all of you are adults. Why can't you treat each other like adults? Like, this yeah, is I feel like this. I feel like that's really kind of a really shitty thing. And then it, it also is making her, I don't know, treating her dad like he's a child and he's done nothing to sort of, like... I guess, yeah. earn that. I don't know. And, uh, to go back to the patriarchy thing, the other thing is, like, Hank got really upset that Nicholas didn't ask for his permission to ask Kelly to marry him. Oh, he was just being a stupid cowboy. Well, I, I think that's true, but it still bothered me, and it bothered me. And then Nicholas was like, women don't have to do anything. They could just be my pretty queen. 
you don't. Well, need and that, that was a way of making Nicholas seem more of the bad guy. Yeah, I I know, but it was more of a like it it was just sort of like this is just there's just a lot of this in here. Like, I agree. Even even when you're and when it's coming off as bad, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I I feel like that what you just said about Hank kind of links to one of my last what the fuck moments is that Hank's. Hank's cowboyisms, like the way he's like an old-fashioned cowboy, and like you know, asking Nick for his this thing, and dogs are better than people, and blah, blah. his cowboyisms really got on my nerves at, after a while. Where it, after a while, it was almost like, what book did you get this out of, and how could you? How are you trying to shoehorn these phrases into the script? Yes, but also sometimes he had great lines, Spe- specifically. Vampires live in castles. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Like he had some really great lines, but in the scene where he's talking with Nicholas, he has this line that he says, "I just got one question for you: Are you humbly grateful or oh. grumbly hateful?" And I was like, "That was like the third cowboyism in a row that was supposed to be like, you know, I, I you. got your, I got your number, son." And I and I it didn't make sense in the context of the scene. And so I was just kind of floored with like, this guy needs to shut the fuck up. Like he's not even making sense now by all of his I'm smarter than you cowboyisms. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of like almost they weren't quite quips, but they were like one liners. Yeah. Um, I'm comfortable moving on to Hallmark Hallmarks unless there's something else. No, I am also comfortable moving on to Hallmark Hallmarks. All right. We'll get into some more kind of what-the-fucky things throughout, I'm sure. I'm, sh- I'm sure. Hallmark so, Hallmarks. Hallmark Hallmarks. Um, we have a fake European principality that somehow <laughs> someone is connected to royally. <laughs> we have initial automatic antagonism. Absolutely. He literally catches her when she falls into his arms. Uh, we have talking to someone negatively to their face without realizing that it's them when Joan is talking to Hank about the crazy person who thinks he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, the other romantic rival is a creep. <laughs> I called that other more appropriate on paper, but also evil guy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Um, I there, there's a a parent romance as well as the like quote unquote main romance. Very nice. We had a kind of you got something right here moment because she had hay in her hair. Yeah, but that he, was like, with Nicholas, it right? It was, but it was still a trope. Yeah. Uh, we have the teaching by standing back to front. <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously that's the best way to teach archery. I mean, you have to get behind them and pull it. I also have, along those lines, archery is the most royal of sports. Um, and I have rivals acting like assholes. Yay. Um, This happens a little bit earlier, but she doesn't have a dress, so we must try them all on. Fashion show. Fashion show montage. Uh, the... No, he doesn't like me. He's he's not. That that that's not true. Preposterous. Preposterous. He doesn't think of me exactly. that way. Um, the, he's not really royal, but he kind of has the air of being royal. But she's royal, so this works. Um, royalty shows humility by liking animals and helping them deliver. 
I actually, in my notes, because I, I had seen this movie before, but I, like, basically completely forgot most of it. Um, in my notes, I did have, is Alex a secret prince? <laughs> that, I thought that that was the case. The whole time. I, and I've seen this movie, too. Like, I, I thought, for some reason, I rem, for, for some reason, I thought I remembered that Alex was, like, Nicholas's brother that, like, was younger and abdicated, the, not abdicated the throne, but wasn't going to be a, the king. And that somehow, I thought, I swear you know that... That's probably a different one. <laughs> I probably is. But yeah, like that was, uh, it was totally like, oh, it's a secret prince. And he basically is a secret prince. He's I mean, just, yeah. He's a secret son of prime minister, which is as close to democracy comes to prince as you get, so... He's a secret first child. Yes. Uh, um, we uh, we also have a festival mm-hmm. and a ball. A festival and a ball, that's true. And uh, she wears red to the ball. That's true. Well done. Um, oh, the only last one I had is um, Handyman About Town, which ends up being Hank. He becomes uh, the handyman. Uh, and I have a parent is clearly on a team of which romantic person they want. Very, very good. (laughs) Very good. Pretty parade. Pretty parade. My pretty parade was just like the setting. I actually thought their filming location in Romania was really pretty. I agree. Um, I didn't really put anything down. Um, I literally wrote after the fact. Perhaps there was a chandelier or two. But other than that, I felt like besides the locale, everything else looked really cheap to me. Like, I agree. And dresses, I, I actually like, have an anti. Oh, good. Which is a little nitpicky of me, but I don't care. Um, so... In more than one outfit, in more than so more than one scene, you can see the outline of her bra cups. Oh, and especially in her like t-shirt esque outfits, they make t-shirt bras. Be wearing a t-shirt bra, like it's so unprofessional of you to be wearing. Like I, I what are you doing? <laughs> right. That was kind of where I was at. I was like, I I can see your cups from here. I shouldn't. I didn't quite notice those things, but to be fair, I might have been doing a crossword puzzle while also watching this movie. That so. is totally fair. <laughs> I, I like. I also feel like I was not a hundred percent like focused, but I must have looked up at the right time, and it bothered me. I, I feel like that's fair. Um, across the universe. Across the universe, I went a little uh, all over the place. But okay. I have a, a few. Do you have any? Um, I have I have a few, but they are also all over the place. Okay. Uh, um, I feel like I should do mine, and then yours are, pro- yours are always so much more of a payoff. Some of them may be the same. I Go don't ahead. actually think so. Um, I have that... This is across our universe in that um, you love animals that are named after other animals. And his dog is named Bear, which reminded me of your cat. Um, he he said that one of the um, – he being Alex said that um, the resources of Morania were lumber and ore. So it made me think that this might be Catan. 
and thank you for laughing at this. <laughs> um, and my my final across the universe is obviously Cindy Busby and Darcy, uh, because Cindy Busby was in um, Unleashing Mr. Darcy and then marrying Mr. Darcy, and in this movie she's obsessed with Pride and Prejudice. So thought that was an across the universe. That was my first across the universe as well. I figured so. that was low hanging fruit. So yeah. I also had that. Um, I just wanted to call out that the butler's name is Grimsby, and I just, like, lost my mind because I was yeah. like, The Little Mermaid! <laughs> I didn't even think to put that as an across the universe. Well done. Um, but I, the one that I do think is the best in terms of payoff is Andrew Cooper, who plays Alex. He is in only one, according to IMDb, other Hallmark movie. And that movie is Christmas at the Palace. Already a royal movie where he plays a king named Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> so in my little world that I have created in my head, which is very wrong and maybe not great and doesn't follow our podcast, is he marries Cindy Busby. They have their kid. Uh, somehow they they remonarchy Barania, I guess, and then she dies, and then Merritt Patterson comes into the picture <laughs> and teaches them how to ice skate. Correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's wonderful. There's a coup, a royalist coup. He was a secret prince this whole time. The whole time. <laughs> The prime minister went, actually, your mother was the princess, but because of these laws, she couldn't inherit the throne. <laughs> but, yeah, some, some bad shit, crazy reason. But. She was illegitimate. <laughs> uh, um, new and noteworthy. I didn't have any. I have one. Okay. My new and noteworthy is that usually in movies like this, the American girl does not fit into the royal atmosphere. At all. Like, she's too this, she's too that, she's too clumsy, she loves chicken wings and beer. Like, usually that's the case. But in this case, we have Princess Kelly, who loves uh, etiquette and uh, points of order and things like that. Um, So she seemed to fit in pretty well, not only as a royal, but as sort of a politician. Um, And I thought that was pretty new. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I see that. Yeah. Supporting shout-out? No. Uh, I the supporting shot shout out I had was Bosworth, who is so I guess Grimsby is really the lawyer, and Bosworth is really the butler. Ah, uh, and he I, I just enjoy that he like butts in, puts in his opinion. He's he's like looks like the the butler who's gonna make you follow the rules and be like all stodgy, but then he like knows how to call square dancing. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm into you. You're you're a fun guy. I just love that you said the butler butts in. And he that does. just makes me feel so good. <laughs> One, two, three, butts! <laughs> Here we are. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. Um, we only have the one kiss. Um, it means forever, most definitely. Um, I had no complaints about it. I gave it a seven just because it was cute. It seemed like they both enjoyed it. It came at a proper moment. The only like blah thing was that it was in public at this like hoedown. Um, eh, whatever. 
So I also gave it a seven. Uh, I sort of for the same reason, sort of not. Um, my, my critique of this and why it doesn't get any higher is that I didn't see it. Yeah. Because they they go in for the kiss, the camera pans away and does like a circle of the barbecue and then comes back to them and they break apart. So you don't see it. Also, yeah. it was a very weird, like, uh, the, I really didn't like their, like, declaration of, like, I'm into yous because it felt really, like, cryptic. And, and um, I guess I'm not really remembering exactly what they say. I, I don't remember the exact words, but basically they, they, like, nobody says, like, I love you or even I like you or anything, like, there. there's nothing definitive. They just seem to like agree that they're now together and then kiss. <laughs> Fair. I mean every couple has their thing, I suppose. It just seemed like an odd way of going about it. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. So Katie, would you recommend watching this movie? Would you watch this movie again? You know, I mean, okay, yes. Yes, I recommend it. I think I I watch when I watched this one before we watched it for this podcast, um, it might have been one of the movies that I had on in the background while I like cleaned my house or something. And I remember liking it a lot better. But then when I sat down to actually watch it, I was like, this is kind of boring <laughs> and all over the place. And you know how I feel about Cindy Busby sometimes yeah. in these movies. And I feel like this movie is no upset, uh, exception. How yeah. do you feel? Uh, I'm kind of with you on that in that it 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 has a different feel than a lot of the other movies like it it definitely has like a quote-unquote fresh take to a point yeah um so like it's it's got that going for it in that it doesn't feel quite as bland as like i have definitely seen this movie before but i would agree that it's a little boring and i felt like the stakes just weren't I felt like the stakes were there. They just weren't presented very well. Yeah. So I was not invested. I was like, it would be sad if the com- if the country gets absorbed. Meh. But oh well. Yeah. Like, I, it just didn't feel like I had any, like, there was anyone to bond with that. And I feel like that was the most important bit that, like... I almost was sad that the country wasn't reunited because historically they were one country that were split between two, two twin brothers. Yeah. Which yeah. I felt there was, was a cool There was just spin. something, I, I don't know, I felt like they could have done more with that. So, like, I, I agree in that it's fine. I don't think this is a, like, avoid this at all costs kind of movie by any means. Right. I'm not sure this is one that I would also say, like, you should watch it and everyone yeah. must go find it. It's definitely not that level to me. It's it's more of a, like, if it's on, you got nothing sure. else to do, you probably won't feel icky. <laughs> My biggest question, though, is how did James Brolin get I, on board? Because he directed this, too. I have no... James Brolin is a weird guy, as far as I'm concerned. He has interesting project choices. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I mean, maybe someday we'll get to ask him when I go to my next dinner party with Miss Streisand. Who knows? You know, I go to those all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, um, I mean, it was just it. It certainly feels like it was like this feels like a fun vacation. Let's do that. <laughs> I yeah, you probably are right. How do I get paid for going to beautiful countryside? Yeah, this is how. So. Well, I hope you liked our choice of birthday film, Jess. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, and uh, make sure that you are following us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. We are in the thick of fall, so uh, we are live tweeting all the fall harvest movies uh, and they're starting to do like the like sad ones on the mysteries on the troops and ghosts channel um and we're trying to get those in too (laughs) i love it um and if you want to email us for any reason whatsoever uh if you would like to tell us that we're related to a small principality in Europe, you can mm-hmm. always in- email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on the logo. And thanks, as always, to Flint Pastures for our intro-outro music. You can find his stuff on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we will see you all, or hear you all, or ear you all in two weeks. And do we have Christmas after that two weeks? I think we have two weeks and then we have Christmas. Am I correct? I refuse to think about it. Ah! I think you're right, though. I'm kind of looking up a calendar right now. Oh, I guess we have two more after this. Anyway, bye, bye, everybody. everybody. See ya.